0: Hey guys, welcome back to another edition of AFK discussions. It's your boy Jason, and guys, I got to tell you, you need to go to Instagram, you need to go to Facebook, you need to go to X, you need to go wherever you do social media, and you need to like, follow, and all that good stuff. Comment, give us some, give us some feedback, whatever you want to do, just do it. And also, if you're listening to this right now, that means you're listening to some it on some sort of platform. So go there, you know, right down below. There's like a little place you can give us five star review. Always five stars. Always five stars. And subscribe. you got to subscribe to help us grow. Um, Also, guys, I want to tell you about our sponsor today. It is Fattac.com, and they are awesome. They launch tomorrow, which is February 16th. So make sure you go and check out fattack.com. They have gear for big guys, little guys. They have gear for you every every size. They have gear for you. They have holsters. They have uh, plate carriers. See, let's go down the list. Prime armor plate carriers, blue alpha belts the Fat FatTac holster and Gideon Optics and a bunch of really cool t-shirts. So go check that out. Fattac.com launching tomorrow. All right. Today we have a guest with us. This is Derek. Derek, what's up, dude? Hey man, what's up? Not much, not much. Um, I guess let's just get into it, man. Tell us a little bit about about you and uh just, you know, where you come from and all that stuff.
1: Very cool. Uh yeah. So uh we just moved down to Tennessee. Uh we've been down here for a few months, but it's been a a process, um, just trying to prepare ourselves and the family, you know, for what we feel like is coming in the next few years. So we felt like Tennessee was a better fit for us than up out in Western New York. Um, I owned a pizza shop. I did assistant pastor work. Um, met my wife at Bible school. Uh, my dad's a Pentecostal preacher, so have some some crazy stories in that aspect. Um, yeah, I don't know where you where would you like me to get started. Oh, man!
0: you I mean there's so much
1: you just, mm-hmm. <laughs> you just like, oh,
0: there's so much there, um, yeah, you know, I have been feeling a lot of spiritual warfare in my personal mm-hmm. life, um, yep. just with, you know, I know the guys they on you know who listen to the podcast, um, they hear me talking about you know, I'm looking for a job, I got laid off, um you know, it sound like a broken record, but well, it's, it's been a few months and I still haven't found anything. There's been some prospects, but I'm waiting for some calls, but they haven't called me back. And I just keep getting these, you know, attacks where, you know, you're worthless. You're not good enough. You're not providing for your family. You'll never find a job. Um, you know, I mean, I'm, th- I'm sure there's a bunch of people out there who have the exact same issue that I have. And that's just, you know, lies from the devil, just like trying to keep you Amen.
2: down. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: You just got to keep chugging along. But, you know, sometimes it's hard to see past that because Mm -hmm. you're getting lied to so much that you're like, you start believing the lies, which, you know, you know are false. But, you know, you just I mean, it's hard to see past the darkness sometimes, you know, and and you need the light. But um, let's let's start with some that because you said you had, you know, your father was a Pentecostal preacher and you have a lot of like, is there like any like sort of, you know. I know we, we briefly talked about it on Sunday. You said there was some deliverance stuff that you had been a part of and mm-hmm. it mean, was right along with the spiritual warfare thing. Cause I mean, gosh, it, as Christians, you know, the enemy is out to take us out pretty much, you know, make us doubt ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So, um,
2: you know,
1: well, as like a, a base to build here, um, I did right before I moved at church, I read a bunch of Derek Prince books and I actually, we did a whole deliverance, ministry that i like read through and set up and you made some really interesting points that i think like a lot of christians really avoid and that's the aspect of like that term like possession which isn't even in the bible it's actually like demon demonize or i'm mispronouncing i wasn't prepared but you know and that it's actually demonization and so like we can clearly see that i think believers are demonized like you are either like under oppression you feel um things attacking you you feel whispers you feel like stuff like compressing you um i actually actually got to pray with a buddy uh just last week and he was like kind of feeling like he was choking like short of breath and yeah. so i prayed over like the serpentine spirit and he's like dude i felt so much better like instantly and it's like weird like we don't think we don't process how much the spiritual world is impacting us even as believers like we mm-hmm. we love to think that like i have the wholeness of the, the spirit so I'm untouchable, but that's really not, that's like, we're, we are fallen humans, like from Adam, like our physical self is fallen. And I think that we still in our physical need, like are not perfect spiritually. So we get afflicted. We get, we go through battles. Like our mind is a, is a war field all the time. And, um, yeah. So as that platform in like learning, reading Derek Prince, understanding the the concepts that really kind of changed my mind a lot about like. Possession isn't necessarily even like a thing like when are we ever like fully possessed like we have free will I have that choice to make all the time and I mean listening to other podcasts even like like occult leaders at the end said in the end I still had a choice I was never I never truly sold my soul right because like Mm -hmm. our free will at the end garners the highest value of all of it like we have that choice every day you have breath every day you have life you can make a choice and the enemy has to respect it. God has to respect it. It's kind of like this spiritual plate that's been set. And this these are the rules of engagement. Uh, because that's what God gave Adam, the option of free will, and that's what we've inherited. And we have this beautiful choice to go about and choose the things we want. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Palgani, there's a guy, Palgani, uh Pagani, I'm sorry. And he was actually referencing how Jesus always talked to uh, the believers early on that, like, we are the temple, right? So, like, our body is a temple. And then he actually references the Old Testament. And he starts looking at the Old Testament of Solomon and that was built in the second temple even. And what he found is there's so many compartments to the temple. So, mm-hmm. like, where does God dwell? He dwells in the Holy of Holies in the temple, right? But Yeah there's so many rooms in the temple. Like who's to say there's aren't ma's eating the flower, you know, way back in the corner of the temple building. Well, God dwells in the the Holy of Holies, right? So it's kind of this aspect of like, we are as a body sometimes in compartments, uh, even in our minds where I think we allow demonic intrusion and we say, oh no, I can't have any kind of like demonic influence in my life. You know, Mm -hmm. but the reality is, is I think, a, we love to obsess about possession, which I don't even think is biblical, honestly, as a term, um, and that we can be oppressed, we can have, we can be demonized, and how that all lingers through, if it's through generational sin, um, if it's through touching objects, if it's through the wrong person laying hands on us and praying for us, there's all kinds. I mean, there's a cool story, and I'll go right into this story, because I'm okay. sure this is what we're all about here, but um, so... Way back when, this is a secondhand story from my parents. They they're in the ministry, Pentecostal ministry, out in uh, Western New York. They got called, and it was uh, a friend of ours. She's out in the woods, and like one night, it was around Halloween. They heard all kinds of chanting, all kinds of things going on in the backwoods. So the lady walks way out. They own like forty acres. It's down in like a ravine. They cruise down there, and they find this altar. And she's like totally freaked out. Like the energy's super weird. She calls my parents, and my parents come, but they bring her her friend Candy. And the, and she's like a prayer warrior, mm-hmm. so they head out there the next weekend, and they're like kind of praying over it. My dad brings anointing oil. He's kind of like he's not Catholic. He's just blessing it, you know, and making it holy and set apart. Well, the lady candy all of a sudden decides that she's gonna like just kick the altar down. Well, like she kicks the altar, and she saw all of a sudden is like really she's starting to go under this huge demonic attack in her life. Like it ends up leading her all the way to like. She's ends up hanging out with these Christians who are actually witches and they're laying hands on her and they're praying for her. And so like months go by and she's just having depression and anxiety and like totally loses herself. She's not the same person anymore. So my mom is praying over her because she's like, I'm choking. I feel like I can't breathe. And I feel like, like, like my life's just getting sucked out of me. My mom starts praying and they're praying and they're praying. And they start start, like breaking the bondages off and and the demonic uh, curses and all this. And and then my mom says her skull literally starts like, oh, like bubbling on the top. And she could feel things move inside her skull. And she's like, it was physical. Like it was definitely like she could feel it and see her head bubbling like a bad horror movie. And so they're praying. And then she said the thing finally left. And I mean, like. I don't know. There's just crazy things like that. You know that, like spiritually, it interacts with our physical realm, and that those things are so real. You know, yeah. And and so it's just this one aspect of like you know we we see that as like a whoa, like I don't have things that are going to bubble out of me. But at the same time, what do we really know? Like we don't know what kind of influences we've allowed in our lives because Mm -hmm. the demonic world's very contractual. So like if you say something with your mouth. You're making you're making a statement. You're making like a, a proclamation, right? And so yeah. when I say something with my mouth, guess who's listening? They're always listening. They're always around us. They're always you know not that we need to be afraid of them at all, but like they're always paying attention. And as soon as we give them a doorway to come in, you know I get real mad and I I, I break something or I, I'm mm-hmm. getting drunk all the time or like we we create these windows of opportunity for the enemy to work himself inside of us and then we we let that all start building up and that's where all the oppression, all the the voices, all this extra stuff starts coming in our life and it, it makes life hell. It's literally hell. It's hell on yeah. earth, you know? Yeah,
0: definitely. Definitely. Um, one thing, you know, when you're talking about um, the de- demonic oppression and stuff, I mean, even in the Bible, I mean, if you think one of my favorite books is the book of Job, mm-hmm. and, you know, all throughout Job, it's like a battle over Job's soul, you know, Mm-hmm. God's like, here, you know, take my um, servant Job. He is holy without, you know, without blame. Um, And then the devil is sort of like, I think he, I don't know if he refers to the as the devil. I think um, the adversary, I can't, I can't remember exactly. But um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: God's like, here, I'll, you know, the devil's like, I bet I can get him to, you know, to curse you, essentially. And God's like, okay, try it.
2: <laughs> and he's
0: like, moves his head to protection over Job and just lets all these bad things happen to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Job, you know, n- never gives in. And then at the end, you know, God gives everything back to Job, which mm-hmm. is, uh, I mean, that that story is is awesome, but it's, I mean, it just goes to show that, you know, being a believer and a strong believer in God, sometimes you have trials to, you know, I, I don't know if Gosh, it's it's so hard to wrap your mind around, you know, because God mm-hmm. is God love and He wants to wants to see us do well. But I mean, is is there like test that He lets us go through to see, you know, how how will how will you know, Jason? How will we act if I take this job away from him? You know, what's he going to yeah. do?
1: You know, well, and again, it's I think a lot of it all comes down to like our heart and our perspective mm-hmm. on things, and so. You know, sometimes we make like idols of like our money or the things we have. And all of a sudden, like all that starts replacing God. And I'm not going to church. I'm not reading my Bible. I'm not paying attention to the creator. And I've made this vow to, you know, love the Lord with all my heart. I believe in him. I believe in his son. And so what it says is he's going to either like he trims us, he prunes us. Right. So that pruning sucks. And like, you know, you ever prune stuff like sometimes you got to prune really deep because if it grows wild it's not producing any fruit and it's the yeah. same aspect for us if we're not producing fruit it's because he loves us cuz he doesn't want us to see this cuz even Jesus said when they when the when he prunes all the leftover vineyards like all the scraps they get thrown in the fire right mm-hmm. and so like i don't want to be included in that you know the pruning is for me to to be fruitful to multiply for his kingdom and um it, it's hard i think when we go through hardship, it's important to perceive beyond our physical need and understand the spiritual side of things and understand that, like, what is God trying to speak to me about my spiritual walk right now? Like, is this something that I need to grow more in? Is there somewhere I need to, is there a ministry I need to start? Is there a person I need to call? Is there, you know, even small things, what is, what is God speaking to you directly that is stirring in your heart that you need to start walking in because, I think that's where God's trying to give us nudges. But again, like I said, we have free will. The enemy will try to like overthrow that free will. And then we like, try to manipulate people even. And we try to like, make free will everything beneficial to me. Where like, God is saying, like, here's your option. You get to choose. you know. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is hard. But you get to choose. And so like, you still get the choice. And then he's like, well, that wasn't the right choice. So it might get harder because I still love you because I want you to turn around. And so here's another choice. Yeah. And then we we choose wrong again. And then it's like it's you're you're compounding it and it's getting harder and harder because essentially we're drawing further away from him when he's all he's trying to do is draw us closer,
0: you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, man. Um I I would like to say that um you know, i I'm standing strong, but I'm not, you know, I'm weak right now. <laughs> we uh, all
1: are all the time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um so the spiritual oppression, and and you you talked about something that's very interesting because um, I I have not firsthand experienced it, but I know of um, a church I used to go to where there were witches in the church, mm-hmm. and they would come to um, disrupt and uh, absolutely, just, you know, sit in the back of the church and like cast spells and stuff to try to disrupt the church. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um but. It's it's crazy around here because you think of Tennessee and you don't think of witchcraft, but it's really prevalent in the the Appalachian Mountains. Mm. Um, A lot of um, they call them granny witches. But um, and they do this weird sort of witchcraft slash Christianity mixture. Um, It kind of reminds me of like Santeria, but not really. That's that's exactly Um, what
1: I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: But Mm -hmm. because their witchcraft came over from, I think, Ireland in Scotland Mm. area. And it's because so it's kind of a mixture of like Celtic magic and and Christianity. Um, but, yeah, it's, put, it's really biblical plus.
1: terms on things. Yeah. And then yeah. it's really not biblical at all. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, You know,
0: yeah. you know mix herbs and stuff to heal people and pray while they're, you know, doing these herbs, which I mean, it's it's essentially spellcasting, you know, we out mm-hmm. in this. Uh, yeah. Uh, or pharmakia. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, but, you know, so it's 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 weird. But yeah, there's a lot of like. Someone I, I this is like a secondhand story also, but um, in Oak Ridge, which, you know, most people know, know about Oak Ridge um, mm-hmm. there, I think it was it was someone I went to church with. They said they were in the woods and they they also found like an altar area mm. back in the woods there. Um, and I've heard stories that there's it's really prevalent in the Oak Ridge area of, of witchcraft. So, um, yeah, I, it's, it's weird, man. I spiritual warfare is prevalent and there's so, so many people in the church today who, who just don't believe it. You know, they're like, Oh, it's, it's, you know, church is like this feel good. You go to church to feel good about yourself and you don't really, you know, talk about, you know, what's really happening in the unseen world. And yeah. uh, that's a, that's a major problem. Um
1: mm-hmm. I think the, the, really difficult aspect too is once you become born again, truly born again, where you feel like the spirit of the Lord is resting upon you is that you begin to put a target on your back for the enemy. Mm-hmm. And the more you, you like become Pentecostal, so to speak, your spirit filled, you're moving in the gifts of the spirit. um, All of a sudden, like you put a target on your back because again, the enemy sees spiritually. So like mm-hmm. we only see ourselves as physical, but like, think of like an anime where they actually can like, an anime cartoon where they like show right. a guy praying, you know what I mean? His energy force is growing and like, yeah, yeah. but essentially like when we're at church and we're getting close to God, like it's some, something similar to that. Like we become more noticeable to the enemy and then the enemy wants to take us out because yeah. we're a threat to their kingdom, you know, yeah. because in they use people, they'll use priestesses, they'll use wh- whoever will give up their will to them, you know, and God wants us to bring, what does it say in the Lord's prayer? We bring your kingdom on earth, right? Like uh, we're doing the opposite. Like where they do the as above, so below, we're like, no man, as above, so on earth. Like we want to bring heaven yeah. down. It's the complete opposite and mockery of, of what you know the Lord wants to do. Uh, so we're trying to bring love, joy, peace, uh, and the goodness of God down to earth to, to bless people, to encourage people, to lift people up. And we're not, we're not out trying to like, Force people to do things, um, and yeah, it's definitely. I, I've heard many times, um, the occult always, especially if the more Pentecostal, the more spirit filled, the more you start trying to go against principalities and powers, like it's written, like you're gonna start finding some resistance, you know. Mm. Um, and I think even the church we attend, you know, right now, I think, you know, we're going to, we're going to see a little bit of looking back and like the enemy's going to come at us. We have to be prepared. That's why he says we have to put our armor on. We have to be prepared in season, out of season. I mean, like just think about all the times you see a monster, right? Like when do you ever see a monster? It's like, it's in the dark, you're all alone. Yeah. You know, it comes quickly. You're never expecting it. I didn't have my camera ready. It's the same aspect with the enemy. The enemy's going to come when you least expect it. He's going to slide right in. And you're not going to be prepared for it. So you always have to be prepared, you know, yeah. and, and it's, it's a challenge because like, we don't want to lay down the TV remote. We we don't want to give up things that are comfortable for us that, that feed my selfish need. Right. Because that's hard. It's a hard thing that we have to learn to give up, but that's what we need to do so that we can always be ready. Cause then these attacks come and it's like, how many pastors do you see fall into infidelity? Mm-hmm. Uh, or even homosexuality and like these pastors, huge churches, and they're getting lured away cause they're not, they're just getting attacked by the enemy and the enemy's winning basically yeah. is how yeah, it's yeah. going. So
0: yeah, that's, that's so true. And I love that you bring up, brought up the anime reference cause I'm, I'm a huge nerd and I love anime.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, me too. My son. Yeah. yeah. So my son and I,
0: <laughs> Rory, we're, we're going back through naruto for a third time right now but oh, wow. um, Sweet. So speaking of anime um you know something as simple as anime um there is a lot of like demonic overtones in anime
2: absolutely
1: and,
0: um, even even like naruto what i just talked about you know where they are using their chakra and they're trying to you know um they do the hand symbols to summon stuff i mean that's mm-hmm. that's, that's totally demonic and it, it's it seems um innocent enough but whenever people take it and they actually start trying to imp you know do the um i'm sorry emulate what they're seeing on the screen then you're you're bringing that opening doors to uh spirits to yourself you know mm-hmm. or so I, 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 so I mean that's when kids you know act out what they see on tv so you oh, know yeah. you know trying to do the hand symbols and like Saying, the uh, you know, like Russingan and all this stuff, um, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, the stuff that they see, I mean, it's totally opening doors, um, you know, so Absolutely. You, get, you also got to be careful about what you watch, you know, um, oh, for sure, yeah,
1: for sure, um. But, you know, I'll watch it with my kids and we'll even Mm -hmm. just like, I'll just call it out. I'm like, that's satanic. That's actually how you summon demons. Like, we just go straight into it. I'm like, "Yeah, this is all really real, way more than you expect it to be, you know? Oh, yeah. But they draw it so fantastically because, you know, there it's, again, I feel like it really happens in the spiritual. We just can't see Mm -hmm. it with our natural eyes. And so, like, you, it's drawn in a way where it's like, if it were to actually be something we could see with our eyes, Mm -hmm. it would be amazing you know what I mean? Yeah. If if yeah. we could go to church and see literally angels coming down and worshiping with us and watching demons scurry around as the angels show up or as God's holy presence comes down, like that would be incredible, right? Like yeah. I, that's an enemy I'd want to watch, you know, that's yeah. cool. Or like a preacher going in and he's like just speaking so powerfully and like you watch the enemies scatter. I mean, like this is the reality of a Christian walk that we should be in because we mm-hmm. are called to be ready for this battle. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, all the armor of God, it's all forward facing. It's a shield. It's a breastplate. It's a helmet. It's a sword. You know, what's the sword for? It's not for turning around and running, you know, like we're supposed to be mindful, not that we attack people because we don't battle flesh and blood, but we battle principalities and powers, right? So Mm -hmm. my battle is spiritual. My battle is against the enemies. So it's like, even the guy at work who's cussing me out and being a freaking tool to me, like I'm going to pray for him and I'm going to pray that God's love can show up in his life and then somehow like work through that aspect. I'm working against the spiritual nature that the the principalities and powers that are in his life. That's mm-hmm. what I'm praying against. I'm not praying against the man, you know. So oh
0: yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. That's that's one thing. You know, you. It's hard to realize sometimes, you know, like when people have anger towards you, you know, that it may not be them and maybe, you know, something driving behind them. Maybe they hate you because they see God in you, you know, and Mm -hmm. they they are, you know I know we we were talking about possession, but maybe not possessed, maybe they just are, you know, maybe they, you know, are on the wrong side of the aisle. Let's just put it that way. Not necessarily worship Satan, but they do have like a strong influence and they see that light in you and they just want to they can't
1: stand it you know what i'm saying oh absolutely absolutely well again like we don't understand how like i don't want to use possession but like if someone's demonized like how does that affect your thinking your emotions you know your soul is your mind will and emotions so let's think about that like my mind how i think my feelings my, my my will what i decide to do like that's all part of my soul Right. And so that is something that's within my body right now, you know? And so if I don't have the Holy spirit and I have these other spirits affecting my soul, right? Like how does that manifest through my will, my mind and my emotions? Right. And mm-hmm. like, I think that's where you see all of it. Like at the worst case you see it come out is in someone's will. Like it literally will come out in anger. Um, my dad had a crazy story. He said he cut some guy off in Miami. We, were, we used to live in Miami, Florida. My dad was driving, doing his normal thing. He wasn't paying attention to the light. He had to cut some guy off. Guy gets super pissed off. He like pulls it right in front of my dad, pops out. He's in a huge truck. This giant guy comes out, grabs a chain, wraps it around his hand. He's ready just to go thrashing on my dad. I mean, my dad's a little proving. He's like five, six. Yeah. And so my dad just goes, he felt, he's like, I'm going to, and he started speaking in tongues and he just starts praying in the name of Jesus. And he starts praying in tongues. And the guy just looks at him dead faced drops his chain, turns around to his truck, drives off. So it's like anger. You know what I mean? Like we don't understand how, when we are even dealing with physical things, how people are being affected by the demonic realm all the time. You Mm -hmm. know, especially if you don't believe, you know, if you're not a believer. So, and that's a whole thing we can get into, too. That is something that's been irritating me, too, is like, oh, Christians can't be possessed, right? Well, like, mm-hmm. who's to define a Christian? Like, you go to church, does that make you a Christian? No, it does not make you a Christian. Like, yeah. we, we, we create all these, like, comfy terms, and it doesn't really do us any good in actually learning how to live for Christ, how to f- be in the kingdom of God, right? To be – we're called to be high priests. I mean, like, mm-hmm. high priests do – the demonic possessions, they do all of it. We're called to do, we're, we're supposed to be in the battlefield doing all these things, you know, um, because Jesus never refers to anyone as a Christian. He calls them believers. Mm-hmm. And what is a believer? You believe in the scriptures, right? Like I fully believe the scriptures or I don't, you know? So it's like, you believe that Christ really died for you or you don't. So you are either on the line of believer or unbeliever. And, and I don't really think Christian, Christian's like a made up term for the Catholics it, that, that we've kind of inherited, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, because if you go to church, doesn't make you a Christian. You gotta truly believe in Christ. You gotta believe in His Word. You gotta believe He's gonna be coming back for for us that we get to join Him in heaven one day. Like that. That is that's a believer, you know. And I'm gonna read His Word because I'm drawn to it because mm-hmm. there's a void in me and my spirit that, and that only gets filled through with His Holy Scriptures because that's that's Him. That is yeah. that's Jesus, you know. So it's uh, again possession. I, I or demonization i think like it's definitely a much more real thing than we'd like to admit um i think just working through the terminologies because i feel like there's always been on the christian side the very anti-spirit filled um denominations you know um that like really love to like say the spirit's not for today and it's all this and a lot of that i think comes from just a fear of all of it because it's so unknown it's nothing tangible it's nothing that you can see it's nothing that of substance you know what i mean if like a lady all of a sudden gets filled to the holy spirit and a demon's coming out of her in church and she starts manifesting by barking or slithering on the floor you're going to be like that's of the enemy well like you're yep. right it is of the enemy but the holy lord god is coming and cleansing her from the enemy you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so we can't put it in a box and so it kind of freaks us out so we just kind of throw it away And I don't think that's the intention. And I think we're we're moving towards in the end days is like, personally, I feel like, dude, I might see Bigfoot cruising down, knocking on doors, and I'm gonna have to go outside and speak to it just like my dad speak to the big giant guy with the chain and be like, in Jesus name, you're not allowed on this property.
2: Yeah, 100%. You know what
1: I mean? And he's gonna just be like, what? And he's like, all right, and he's gone. And like, you know, like the in Revelation, it says the the beasts of the pit are going to come out right and they're going to be able to sting us and all these things and but it's not for his anointed and like that separation of like who's anointed and who's what's the anointing the oil the holy spirit we have to be full of the holy spirit we have to be recognizing this is an important part of us as we go into the end days and you know like we don't know when Jesus is going to return but i'm not going to have that hope that i'm just going to get pulled out early like i'm ready If it comes down to it, to go to spiritual war, because I don't need a gun. I need spiritual guns. (laughs) I need a spiritual sword that can blind people's eyes and, I mean, do miraculous things. That's the God we serve because he loves us, you know? And and you mentioned Job. Like, Job got everything taken away, right? He Mm -hmm. he literally, I think, was like sitting in a pile of his own cesspool pus and like just like had nothing – And God slowly brought all those things back. And like, it's the same, like, where's our faith to understand that Mm -hmm. life itself is just a moment, right? Like Job understood that life was just a moment. It's just like this temporary struggle against all of eternity. And when we can kind of wrap our minds around this idea that like, this is all just a temporary moment literally like the matrix, right? Like we love to talk about like, this is all like a program. It kind of is in in the aspect that like our true identity, our true eternity is with Christ. It's our, it's our spirits that live on. And so like I can choose Christ and live in heaven or I can have a, it's wild how it's even written in revelation. It says the people that don't believe they only die, but they die a second death in the pit of hell, you know, like they get thrown into the lake of fire. So it's like, I can choose to live twice, I get born again. I have Christ living in me. I get to live for eternity or I die on this earth. And then I get literally muted out to nothing in the lake of fire. I mean, Mm -hmm. like it's pretty wild. Like God makes it very clear and drastic. So,
0: yeah, that's, I mean, the, another, just real quick to touch on the second death. Um, I've heard some theological, theological, theologians, I'm sorry. Couldn't get that out. (laughs) Talk about the second death and how, you know, it's, being cut off from God completely. Like you are literally down there and you have no, you know, no hope. You're you're just hopeless. Because you know, with God, even if you're not a believer, you know, God still is actively pursuing you. But whenever you're, you know, dead, dead, <laughs> the second death, there's no mm-hmm. more hope at all. You're just, you know, gone. Yeah, and that could you be- just have to deal with that separation, complete separation from God where there's there's no hope. There's no chance. There's nothing at all. Because even like the worst person you can imagine, they still have some sort of joy in them. You mm-hmm. know, something makes them happy.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and I like to think that you know maybe God just in there like trying to you know, <laughs> just, you know grab a yeah. little part of your soul and like hey you know come 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 to me. Um, yeah. But you know, being completely separated, no joy, no. I mean that that just sounds. Like the most miserable thing I could ever imagine, you know? Yeah, just I think... And just, you know.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I think this is exactly what we're dealing with on this earth, though. So it's like in heaven, you have the fullness of God, the fullness of his love, his joy, his peace, like all that we understand God to be. And he's really not a mass murderer, like people like to think. Like mm-hmm. th- this is his heart, you know, for all of us. But we get to choose because it's our free will, Right. And so earth is the battlefield where God can come down and and still interact with us. But at the same time, we can choose to not be with God. And then we lose the we lose God on earth. And it feels like hell on earth because literally we are, it's the absence. Hell is the absence of God. I think like, you know, why Satan, why these demons look so horrid now is because they've been shunned away from the presence of God. They They like, they're in hell and they're in these realms where like, there is no more of heaven's glory for them to partake in. Mm -hmm. And so they're just like corrupted and twisted and and they're left to be vile things, you know? Um, and that was their free will too. They got to choose, they got to choose to disobey God and, and, Mm -hmm. and follow the adversary and they got sent down, you know? Um, and it's the same with people who feel like they have no hope now. I think like it's because there's no God in your life. Like, like you're literally, if you feel like you're living in hell on earth, like, just ask Jesus to come in, ask God to help you out. like God wants to bring heaven to earth, and, and and the enemy wants the opposite. He wants us all to go and have hell on earth, which is just the absence of God. Mm-hmm. You know like God does not like Jesus went to hell, He took the keys of life and death, but as a, as a general rule it's just an absence of all that is good of God, yeah. you know that's hell, and that's what the enemy wants to bring to us and make us suffer because he, the enemy hates us because we have free will to choose yeah. because we can still go to heaven. And they, they, I think they've lost that opportunity, you yeah. know? So these spirits mock us, they want to pull us down. It's like, it's like the crazy drunk guy at the party, you know, like, he's like, dude, that guy's wild. He's, he's lost, but he's going to make you drink because he doesn't want to feel like he's the only one drinking. Right. And it's like yeah. the same aspect. Like they want us to fall. They want us to sin because they don't want to be the only ones at the, at the party at the end, you know, like passed out. and, and, That's the enemy. The enemy is just a sore loser because he's already lost, you know, and uh, we, we, we have to perceive it differently than we've always perceived it because that's how we lose. When we get stuck in our normal run of the day, I I don't have time for even pray. I don't have time to think about God. I don't have time to worship. Like it all just pulls you down, pulls you down, pulls you down. And then we get despaired. And, And you know, like when you worship and you feel the presence of God, it, it, it lifts your heart. It changes you like all mm-hmm. over again. It renews you and you have a fullness to keep walking and to keep pursuing the things of God and, and your yes. life is better. I mean, it's very clear. Deuteronomy 28, 29 is a giant list and it's all about obedience and disobedience. So like if you decide to obey, which is your choice, there's all these wonderful blessings that come with obedience
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then you read for the disobedience. And it's literally the same long list in the opposite. Like, like you won't be fertile. You won't have blessed land. I mean, like on and on and on the list goes. Mm -hmm. And these are aspects that I think we've lost. Like the aspect that like obedience is my choice. It's not demanded. It's my choice. But with that, God has set it up where like there are blessings when we decide to follow him.
0: Yeah, definitely. You know, Um, it's it's that
2: whole aspect
0: of, you know, reaping and sowing, you know, Mm -hmm. It, you reap what you sow.
1: Oh, um, for sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But it in the karmic circle that people like to always say, too, it, it, like, you know, you put good energy in, you get good energy back. Mm-hmm. That's really true. But if you're truly under God through Jesus Christ, his grace, like you'll see the blessings even multiply beyond that. Because <laughs> it's a general universal rule that God's put in, 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 in play. But I think if you're truly a believer in Christ, you'll see it even ex- exponentially be true,
0: you know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's, I mean, where I was in life uh, with the job I had, I 100% believe that God gave that to me, you know? Mm-hmm. But also, I do believe that, you know, he shut the door. Because I, I mean, personally, I would never have left the job at all, ever. Mm-hmm. Um, And uh, I, I don't know, it's, it, but like, you know, it's hard to see. I'm going back to this it's because my mind was thinking about it. It's hard to see the, um, you know, what what's coming next from, you know, in, in my life. It's 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 really hard. Um And, you know, I tried to do good. I'm trying to, you know, live better. I'm going to church and, you know, doing everything, mm-hmm. I, I play worship music. And but, yeah, just like when, God, when are you, you know, when am I going to get my reward, you know, right
1: now. Mm -hmm. No, for sure. (laughs) So, but, but we, we always look from our own viewpoint of what is a blessing, Mm -hmm. not always understanding that God has a better blessing for us. And it's going to look way different than we expect. That's why people go into witchcraft because they want what they want and they want it when they want it. Yeah. Yeah. God God doesn't work like that. God's going to give it to you when it's best for you when you truly surrender the things in your life so that God can work through you and essentially be a blessing to other people. You know what I mean? So again, it's like this, like polarity in in the ideas of it. That's why I think people get impatient and they, they push and they push and they, they go after things. Sorry if you hear my dogs. Um, and they go after things and they don't have the patience to wait. And then I think that's what draws them into more of these like witchcraft ideas because they want it when they want it. Yeah. And so, you know, Christ is a gentleman and he'll only pursue, he's always waiting for you, but you just have to open your heart to receive it. And, and then same with like work and job and all this, I'm just saying like, God's trying to change perspectives. Cause I feel like the end days are coming, right? We yeah. feel that, right. We feel yeah. that, that shift yeah. totally, you know, and we can see things moving giant occult things in the super bowl like whatever you want to talk about like we we know it's, the, the spiritual energy is changing in our country it's changing in the world and we have to be ready and i think god is really calling those if you're watching this god's calling you god wants you to perceive the world in, in a new way mm-hmm. again with some more spiritual eyes and begin to maybe pull away from this worldly system because this whole system i mean you probably know like i deep dive into all kinds of quote unquote, conspiracy theories, and they're all mostly true. <laughs> and you realize that this whole system is built so that I think we lose our spirituality, you know, like this whole system's built. So like I chase, I chase the dollar bills, and I chase my possessions, and I chase the God mammon, and I chase all these things. And I'm losing my spirituality when in the end, that's the most valuable thing I have. And this whole system has been set up that way. And so I think God's redirecting people. God is shaking people. God is calling people to say, he's like, wake up. We got to wake up. Like the the time is now. The time is now. Because, you know, just like Noah's in the ark, Jesus said, it'll be like the days of Noah. Like it's going to happen. And it's the same with Jesus said in the end days, there's the seven virgins, right? Do you remember that one Mm -hmm. with the the oil in the lamp? Mm -hmm. And uh, a bunch of them didn't have oil in their lamp. And so they missed the bridegroom coming, right? And it's Mm -hmm. the same aspect now, like you can't go buy oil when it's dark out because you're waiting at the corner for your, for him to come. The same aspect's going to be true. I think in the end days, it's like, man, I wish I had what he has. Well, it's too late. Like you have to prepare, you have to be in a position, you have to make sure that your mind is right, your spirit's right. And that we're ready to go and move in these, in these ways, you know, Mm
2: -hmm. definitely.
1: and it's incredible. Honestly, like it is mind blowing. Like Mm -hmm. the more you allow God to work in your life, the more you see things happen, like miracles happen. You see demonic things get exercised out of people. You see the spiritual world for what it really is. Your mind's blown and like you're forever changed and you can't deny that God is real, that Jesus is real, that there's power in Jesus name, that there's power in the blood that Jesus shed on the cross, that all this works together for me so that I can be ready in the end days, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um. So I want to, I want to, switch gears a little bit, not, not really, but you, you brought the, you brought Bigfoot. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Like, so what, what do you think these entities are? Um, and our friend, mutual friend, Tony, I mean, he, you know, he likes to say that, you know, they're coming through portals there, you know, um, come through the spiritual and become physical. Um, what do you think? What, what, do, what do you think? Cause I, I believe there's entities out there, Bigfoot Dogman, whatever these things are. What are your thoughts on this?
1: Uh, great question. I think if you look biblically and you understand what, if a third of the angels fall, oh, sorry, dude. Hold on. It's fine. <laughs> I just like, I had a prompting. I got to
2: find you. Okay, I'm
1: back. Oop, um, oop.
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> you got me? Okay, sorry.
2: Yeah,
1: I- um, So if you look biblically, what you see is that there's variations of angels in heaven, right? So we have seraphim that people think that were like, look like serpents, right? So they have like this reptilian look to them. I mean, you have Ezekiel where you have like these eyeball creatures. You have, um, the angels around the throne that have four heads, one of a lion, one of a beast of like a bo- uh, ox, uh face of man, mm-hmm. um, what's the other one, eagle, right? And yeah. so, um we are so narrow minded, I think and simplistic and not understanding like the complexity of the angelic world to start. Mm -hmm. So we're getting to Bigfoot. So I think that it's possible that a, all of them are somehow descended from the seed of the serpent, which we see in Genesis three, right? Like it says, his his seed will be at enmity with our seed. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, that's what 4,000 years ago. Yeah. 6,000 years ago? I mean, like.
0: Depending on if six, you're a creationist or,
1: you know. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Well, from the fall of Adam, it'd be like, what, yeah. 6,000 years if you follow yeah. the lineage? Yeah. So if you could take 6,000 years of genetic like manipulation and breeding and all these things, like, what's something going to look like 6,000 years from its origin? Mm-hmm. Way different, right? Yeah. Especially if you're losing the original genetic makeup. Of the fallen angels, which we believe in the Bible, the Bible they're what, they're underneath, they're, they're cast underneath, they're in shackles, right, waiting yeah. for the last days, which is what I think CERN's trying to open up and they're re-releasing them for the end days. So um, we have a a giant, a gigantic variation in angels, a third of them fall, You're, you can't just assume that the seraphim, the seraphim fell, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just all those reptilian aliens that fell on, like there's a huge vast array and then Mm -hmm. they were breeding and they bred with women and they slowly lost all their makeup, their genetic makeup over time. They bred with other animals. They corrupted the whole earth before the flood in my personal opinion. Um, And so you have, it could look like anything. I mean, like if one looks has a face of a man, I mean, maybe that's why they, some of them look like superhuman humans. Yeah. And some of them look like the minotaur and some of them, you know, had crazy in the Egyptian, you have like the Eagle head guys. I mean, mm-hmm. that, they were masks, but yeah. it usually seems like most of that predates to more of a f- physical entity, you know, further back you go. Um, So I-, I think Bigfoot somewhere falls in the lines all the way down. I mean, 6,000 years later of like genetic modifications of losing genetic power because it's slowly been breeded out through humans. Mm-hmm. And I think you can end up with Bigfoot Dogman, rakes, rakes, <laughs> uh, trolls, yeah. like they, I think you can really end up with anything you want mm-hmm. because we don't even understand what angels look like. Yeah. And you know, like I have four kids and they all look way- like they all look different in their own way. And so mm-hmm. it's like, they have their own kids and they're all going to look different in their own way. And it's like, it's separating like my dad's Peruvian and none of my kids look Peruvian, you know, they look a little bit, but so you, you, I think it's so complex. And I think we, we love to like make it very simplistic and I think it's very, very open-ended and it can be a whole lot of things, but in the end I think it is all demonic. And I think it's all from the, the seed of the enemy. I mean, like I think they do have the abilities, spiritual powers that we don't comprehend. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I mean, like aliens fall in that category really well. I mean, like how many times I've heard people say that like they felt like they left the house, but they never really left the house or like yeah. all kinds of weird spiritual connotations to it. So <laughs> I think a lot of that, and we don't understand their technology. Like if they are technologically advanced in Enoch, it talks about how they taught the whole earth, all these different skill sets. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if these entities are able to physically make technologies that are in 6,000 years in the making, like how complicated, how complex, how wonderful these things are. Like we, we, I don't even think I could fathom it, you know? Yeah. Um, but Bigfoot, um, I, I think like the elongated skulls are pretty evident. I think, um, I, I mean, they live. I, yeah. I think that, I think somewhere along the way there's, there's somewhere, I mean, I hate to say Nephilim cause I think you just think of like biblical giant and I don't think that's accurate. Right. um, But I think there's somewhere along of that descended line through thousands of years. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting. I listened to a Catholic podcast and he talks about um, they believe all demonic possession is from fallen angels. And so it's just interesting because they use the name of the fallen angel to exercise the spirit out of them. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, me as a Protestant, I find it more under the belief that like demons are the spirits of the Nephilim, like they're, Mm -hmm. they're disembodied spirits because they don't, they're an abomination. They don't belong anywhere. So they dwell on the earth. Yeah. They look for a host. Like Jesus said, they, they seek in the dry places. They seek for somewhere to go. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, I, Oh shoot. I lost my thought. (laughs) I was going too deep there. Um, but Jim, what was I saying? I'm sorry.
2: Um, You're saying so
1: um, deep
0: (laughs) the Nephilim, the, you know, the demons are the spirits of the Nephilim disembodied and Jesus said they inhabit the dry places looking for someone. Someone didn't have it. That's that was your last (laughs) sentence.
1: Oh, thank you. Um, Yeah. So I just it's these things are around i think oh so the catholics so okay. th- they they use the name of the fallen angel that they try to find when they're doing an exorcism and, and then the spirits respond to it right mm-hmm. i i wonder if it's kind of like like a mob gang like you know what i mean like like the sopranos like he's a soprano you're a soprano like it's all like so in the lineage like my last name's Helencia, like that goes to mm-hmm. my dad, right? Your last name goes to your father and the father before. So we answer, like these spirits answer to their father, but mm-hmm. not necessarily being a fallen angel. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. That so makes sense. <laughs> So in the same way, I think like Bigfoot can be in that realm category of like it's descended from some fallen angel from way back when and I think they've been able to spread and grow and and have spiritual powers uh, that we yeah. don't really comprehend.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, one, one thing else, you know, we were talking about all the different angels, the different, you know, looks how angels look. Um, and I was thinking about, you know, the Sodom Gomorrah story. Mm-hmm. Whenever um, the angels go to Sodom, you know, they look like really handsome, I guess, men. Cause the, you know, they were talking about how they wanted to have sex with them. And so, Um, Mm -hmm. had to be hidden away so that you know they probably wouldn't get attacked. I assume, but yet, so I mean, can angels take any form, or is it is there? You know, because you you think there's a I cannot remember the verse. It's something to the effect of, you may entertain angels uh, unaware, unaware. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. you can they like not shape shift, but take a different form, or. I mean, that's, that's, and I know it's kind of a broad question, but I was just Yeah,
1: Well, again, like, again, they're spiritual entities. So Mm -hmm. as they, as they derive into the physical realm, why can't they be an orb of light? Why Mm -hmm. can't they turn into a Bigfoot? Why can't, right? Like they can take on like a body shape of anything that they really want to manifest. But I think if they're passing their genes, they're going to look like they really look without the manipulation. You know, Mm -hmm. so I mean, we don't even understand how they work in through our minds. Where like, you know, sometimes people see stuff and it's like a vision, like it's uh, like almost like a hallucination. And how are they able to like affect how I see, how I feel, how I think about a situation? Or am I allowed to see it in that moment? I don't know. Like it's a it's a very interesting thing. Maybe they always are in what the shape they're in and they just make us think that we see them as as something else. Does that make sense? Yeah.
0: Um, another thing that's very interesting about this whole thing is um Joel Thomas and also um Juan. I don't know his last name. Juan, he's from the one on one podcast. Um, they were on Tony's show recently. Mm -hmm. And I've just I've listened to their shows. But um they talk about like these I think it's called homunculus, I think is the word, if I'm using it correctly. Mm -hmm. And Joel calls them meat suits where like the powers that be or whatever they you know genetically make these bodies
1: for these spirits to inhabit
0: um have you heard anything like that before
1: (laughs) not quite but i mean i feel like um aliens i've heard that they think they are like somehow not really having their own mind but they're controlled you know have you heard that the same thing Yeah, yeah, yeah so that that the grays themselves are like somehow um a creation of these like reptilians that kind of control them mm-hmm. um again we don't know the technology level that they're working with here i mean for all we know the freaking pyramids could start flying up out of the earth and i wouldn't be surprised like yeah, you know that would be wild to think of that. <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised because that technology that the understanding of the universe i mean like those ain't the fallen angels know they understand they comprehend that and mm-hmm. they've passed it along to men but men's minds are so Infinite finite and, and small compared to what they can do. So, I mean, who knows, who knows?
2: Yeah.
0: And you were talking about the pyramids coming up from the earth. It just reminded me of the whole, like a hollow earth theory where, you know, there's this race of, um, I guess, I, th- I think that they are Aryans, if I'm not mistaken, is the, the theory out there that, and I was just thinking, you know, what if, um, you know, these Nephilim, these hybrids, they went underground Um, and you know, that's, that's where they are at. And, you know, they, that's where the, I guess the, um, for lack of a better word, Satan and his crew are hanging out, you know, these, Mm -hmm. these, because, um, there's another Bible verse, which I don't know offhand. I'm not a Bible scholar. I don't pretend to be a Bible Mm -hmm. scholar. I just remember, recall, Mm -hmm. um, it's like something about, um, the devil is, in the earth, in the chambers under the earth, running to and fro. I can't remember mm. the Bible verse, but there's something to that effect. And i wonder if that is a re- reference to like this inner earth where, you know, maybe these things dwell, like, you know, they, they said that the angels, the fallen angels are chained. Um, I think it's under Euphrates <laughs> River, right? Is mm-hmm. one, of the, one of the Bible verses. Yeah. So, um, is that, that's in Revelation, right? Uh, yep. Yeah. So, um, I just wonder, that's, that's an interesting thing, you know, like, and if they taking it back to the, you know, the technology, if they have been there for, you know, thousands of years, um, you know, who knows how advanced they got before the flood, before everything was destroyed. So mm-hmm. if, if the, these Nephilim somehow went underground, um, you know, like the, before the flood and they kept this technology imagine how advanced it would be now more than you know humankind you know oh yeah
1: oh yeah i mean just think like the biggest constraint to everything is energy source if they already understand sound energy and these other aspects and they can create energy at will almost i mean like what that's everything's possible like they could do anything except for time travel in my opinion but you know like (laughs) they they could have within the realms to do whatever they want because mm-hmm. everything's based upon energy and i don't think we as humans haven't been able to harness energy to the level that we need to to do the things we create in our minds so mm-hmm. um there's a really cool story it was out of peru and it was um there's like an old folklore story and it said that when the great flood came now this is from like the the incan people you know mm-hmm. and so they said that the the elongated skull this is all comes from the elongated skull area that they 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 hid in the caves and when the waters receded they came out but then the sun burned their skin so they stayed in mm. the ground so it kind of got it kind of falls back into like the whole like hollow earth or like within the earth aspect you know same with bigfoot i think bigfoot crawls around in caves most of the time yeah, especially yeah. out where we live in tennessee i mean there's caves everywhere and when There's actually one by our church. (laughs) Is it really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, that big sinkhole by the parking lot. Yeah. uh, The the extra parking lot, that's a cave entrance there. Oh. Um, Hmm. So, but there's caves all over. And I mean, like, you know, like they say Bigfoot's on all fours all the time. What if he's crawling through caves? What if that's his natural, like cave crawling motif and he comes out on the ground and then, you know what I mean? Like, this is, it's possible, you know, like we don't understand anything that's below us. we don't even comprehend it. I mean, the furthest we've driven drilled down is what, like a mile, you know, and it it became magma and like, they couldn't drill any further, but I don't know. I find it very interesting, you know, the way they talk about like earthquakes, how earthquakes erupt, but it like rings like a bell and and Mm they would have to be hollow if it was going to actually make the surface shake, you know? Yeah. There are a lot of really cool things. Like the moon doesn't spin. Like, we don't even understand what we live in. I know. (laughs) know, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Um. And I've been really wanting to get someone on here to talk about, um, flat earth for so long, but I can't find anyone, but that's, that's something else that intrigues me because I know a lot of people don't believe it. And I mean, it's, it's a very, very, I don't, I don't know if I even believe it, but, um, I've heard some biblical aspects of the flat earth, like, you know, the way the earth is described in the Bible with it being like on pillars and, um, there's a you know the dome the firmament above and mm-hmm. so waters from the waters and i mean all these descriptions um i mean it i can't i can't directly um recite what you know what they were saying it's been a long time since i researched it but i'm like yeah that that makes sense you know um but i, I really mm-hmm. want to get started to talk about that because that's, that's fascinates me also um
1: yeah i'm not a flat earth guy myself but yeah. i i think there's really interesting so i love the idea of like just. Let's have questions. Let's Mm -hmm. question everything we've ever been taught because everything we've been taught has literally come from satanic masons and Illuminati and like all this, like the cabal. And they've all infiltrated our history, our understanding of things. Like personally, I'm more in the realms that we, I think the earth is the center of the universe. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think like to me, I think that's more and I think there's aspects of the flat earth that makes sense biblically, but I don't know if it's technically a flat earth, like, you know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Um, so I think it's great to ask questions because I think that's where you, you, you pursue answers. And honestly, it's shocking the answers that we find most of the time. Oh, yeah. know,
0: so one thing that about the flat earth that really, uh, so they, they say that, you know, the moon and the sun are inside this sphere with us, right? That's the, that's the theory. Um, mm-hmm and one thing i saw which was it boggles my mind is that the you know if you take a thermometer, digital or laser thermometer mm-hmm. and you measure the sun um in the sunlight and in the shade of like a tree you know obviously the sunlight's going to be warmer and the shade's going to be cooler if mm-hmm. you do that same thing with the moonlight the moonlight is cooler than the shade so it's like the huh. moon is putting off this cool energy versus that's cool. Sun, you
1: know. <laughs> I've never heard that.
0: Yeah, that's really, really a bizarre thing. <laughs> um, and there, that yeah. you know the the moon is here to cool us at night. That's what mm. its purpose is to you know, because you know, imagine you know when creation started, they they didn't have air conditioners, <laughs> so at mm. night, you know, the only way they would get relief is you know if the the moon was cooling the earth. So that's 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 something pretty pretty cool to think about.
1: No, that's fascinating. I, yeah. I I think, again, we have been sold a bill of lies, you yeah. know, and it's cool people, you, me, a lot of people are waking up, you know, um, and just beginning to question things. I think that's the start of all of it is just be like, I don't believe it. You know, do you know that um, when, when they allegedly went to the moon, mm-hmm. I, I don't know the exact numbers and stuff, but like, the furthest they've gone since they've went to the moon is only like what is it like a fifth of the way. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. So
1: everything in orbit, you know, it's like we've never like have we ever really been there? Like we've only ever traveled so allegedly we travel whatever the distance is to the moon 250,000 miles, but we've only gone 50,000 miles since.
2: Yeah. And
1: everything and everything satellites around this like 50,000 mile range or whatever and it's just like I don't think I have the numbers right, but it's just a really interesting idea, you know, like it could be very much, again, like we, we think we're in a matrix, right? Like some people, mm-hmm. I think it could be much more realistic than we think. Cause it's, it's all designed for us. Yeah. You know, it, all of it is designed for us. It's all the, the plants, the animals, like he gave a- Adam dominion over all of it. That's us. Like we are the descendants of Adam. We have dominion over this whole realm. And even when we get into like revelation and like, as the seals are broken, as the horns are blown, I think a lot of that, God's going to allow because it's our will that wants it. It's these crazy scientists that Mm -hmm. are going to desire to open portals like CERN in the last days. They're going to literally bring, open up the ozone somehow and let freaking half the earth, a third of the earth be burned by the sun. I think it's all going to be by the will of man that we're going to see all the plagues happen. You Mm -hmm. know, and that's why some people still won't believe because it will be like, oh, it's our science and our this and our that. And it's like, well, because God has allowed it to happen because we have dominion over this earth you know
0: so um it's funny you brought this up because uh our last episode we kind of touched a little bit on this but um something in revelation that always fascinated me and um i tried you know with my modern brain trying to logically figure out what they're talking about which i mean it literally could be locusts with the face of humans i mean that could mm-hmm. you know but mm-hmm. when i was i'm trying to rationalize rationalize what someone you know Back then, would think of whenever they see something from modern history, you know, being revealed. I'm like, mm. that's a helicopter. If you think a helicopter looks like a locust, but mm. you know, see the the shield, you can see through. You can see a guy piloting it. So that would be mm. locust with a face of human. I mean, I've always said that's a helicopter. They're describing a helicopter. So I don't know. <laughs> And then they're going to sting us. So yeah, uh, yeah. That's what I'm you know, like if it's an Apache, what are they helicopter-
1: dropping from the sky, right?
0: <laughs> you know, I mean,
1: yeah.
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, the, dude, oh my gosh, you just you just blew my mind right there. I've got, I'm getting,
2: <laughs> I'm really getting
0: uh, goosebumps for now. So you said they're going to sting us. So Apache helicopters, you know, they look like um, some sort of insect,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and what? Under the name of their missiles they're called the stingers stinger missiles that's
1: that's crazy <laughs> it, it, um, it could be true yeah it could and then they could be drones i mean you know yeah. true maybe they're controlled by ai from the pit of hell i mean like that's yeah. we we love to put everything in a box and say this is how it needs to be cuz that's how you know we've been taught it for a 100 years but like yeah. I, I think the bible is living it's real it, it's gonna come to fruition and i think it's really literal in a lot more ways than people want to admit and i think you know as we begin to hopefully not go through this but we might go through this that we're going to see it and be like holy crap like i read this all wrong i didn't comprehend it the right way and it's going to be so obvious to us when you look back and see it and read it and be like that's obvious you know mm-hmm. but um yeah i think we just have to be open to mm-hmm the book of revelation because it's going to be different than I think how anyone expects it to be.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, gosh, I I love revelation so much. It's, Mm -hmm. it's an, it's awesome just to think about, I mean, because I I believe, you know, we're living in that time right now, you know, this is, this is, I mean, it may be beyond the beginning because I think it all began whenever um, Israel became a nation was in 1948. Mm-hmm. So I think that's mm-hmm. where everything started happening, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, you can look in there and you can see things happening around us that, you know, like my, my grandparents were like, Oh, you know, th- there's no way that, you know, you know, they call it what the great falling away. I think whenever, you know, there's going to be like a bunch of Christians leave the faith. And they're like, Oh, that's not, gonna-. I mean, if you look at it today, I mean, there's not many, I mean, out, out of the whole population of the world, there's not really that many people going to church, you know, mm-hmm. especially in No, America, it's true. You know. It's all old people, <laughs> mostly. Yes. No, it's true. Unless, yeah. you know, like the the mega churches, which, I mean, that's that's a whole nother podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we, we won't touch <laughs> that today. Feel no? good, good churches. <laughs> that's
0: where most of the, you know... Um. I guess youth and stuff go because they want to feel good. They don't want to be condemned. You know, they don't mm-hmm. want to feel like, Oh, I'm a bad person. They want to go somewhere where they're like, it's all lovey dovey. And you know,
1: Oh, we're you know, Yeah. We're but there. again, they, they want to escape the spiritual realities of everything too. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's where people go to because it doesn't expand your mind. It doesn't like, push you to try to learn or comprehend things like i learned something new it's like man let me read the bible and see if i could find something or like you know like understand this differently and it's like the more i learn about the world about conspiracy fact in a lot of ways it's like man i read the bible and i'm like i see it totally different than how i read it even 20 years ago so Mm -hmm. it's just really amazing to see the transitioning of all of it and um yeah, I think we're we're moving we're moving in a grooving in the in the direction. Eisenhower himself, if you know this, he set up the United Nations so that they could basically release Israel, <laughs> and as as an end time marker. Really? But he he did it from like the occult angle of it, I believe. You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. they think they're going to win in the end for whatever reason. Yeah, you know? I,
0: I don't know. <laughs> that thing that's thing is always boggling my mind. I mean, <laughs> how do they yeah. think they're going to win? You know.
1: They're gonna build a really big army because they're gonna control everyone's free will. That's basically, yeah. I think, the, the game. They think they're gonna control enough of us and have a big enough army where they can like usurp God Himself, but that's not gonna happen. Yeah. Um But that Eisenhower set all that up because he wanted that marker in place where like all of Israel will be regathered into in, as a nation and mm-hmm. fulfill that prophecy in the old testament. So um yeah, it was intentional, you know, yeah. nothing everything is very intentional.
0: So i saw something recently, um, maybe over the past year, it's, it's called the temple project. I want to say where they're trying to actively rebuild this, the second temple. Um, Mm -hmm. they're like gathering all the things they need. Like they need the, you know, red heifer and they're trying to like find red heifers. And Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's fascinating, you know, that the one thing that, I mean, that, if they tried to rebuild the temple on the Temple Mount, I mean, that would not go well with the um, Islamic community. And mm-hmm. I, that would, I mean, I, that would be some crazy war going on because of that. But I saw something where they said that the current Temple Mount may actually not be the original, where the original first temple sat. that It may be in an, on another mount right outside um, the city. Um, mm mm-hmm. Which is interesting, so.
1: Yeah, yep, yeah, I've heard all, yeah, um, so yeah, the um, the rebuilding of the temple's fascinating, because they think they have red <laughs> the heifers.
0: Third. I said second temple, I think it's the third temple, right? It's the third
1: temple, it's the third yeah. temple, yeah. Yep. Because um, they rebuilt it in Jesus' time, and then yeah. that's why he prophesied that the temple would fall, and then it yeah. fell within a few years of that. But um, <clears throat> they need the pure red heifer to uh, atone and have the first sacrifice. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and there's a, there's red heifers in Texas that they're actually shipping to Israel right now that are super close. And so they're thinking they'll be able to breed them and have a red heifer available soon. Mm -hmm. My buddy lived in Israel and he said, there's actually a whole temple community and they actually have everything to build the temple Mm -hmm. already fabricated. Like the insides, like all the curtains, all the walls, like everything's ready to be built. Like it's all the structures are there. They're just waiting for the thumbs up and they can probably get the thing built way faster than we think. I mean, it'll be, it'll be weeks and they will be, the temple will be built. It's not big. If you read the biblical account, I mean, it's like 90 feet by 30 feet or something. It's, Mm -hmm. it's not a huge building. So, um, yeah, they have Jewish society groups that have everything ready to go so they can rebuild the temple as soon as possible. And I think that's what it says in revelation that the antichrist is going to sit and call himself God. Yeah. So the temple needs to be built and you better pray to Jesus at that point. Cause you know, that's the end. I mean, like yeah. the antichrist is going to sit and declare himself God at the temple. And yeah. what's really weird is the temple um, organization. If there's a website for them, I was reading through it and they were talking about how they want everyone to be able to worship from anywhere they are. And the mm-hmm. way it was worded yes. was really weird because it reminded me of like Mecca, you know, how everyone like bows down five days, yeah. But like doing it digitally, doing Mm -hmm. it through maybe your chip in your brain, like the way it was worded was really suspect. And like it made me really think like, what if they are going to take your free will? Because that's very occult, like taking free will, you know, and they're going to take your free will and they're going to force you to worship the beast and and the symbol of the beast. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So like it's noon, everyone bow down and they're all going to face towards the temple and worship the beast.
2: So that
0: that brings up something because I'm also heard this is the beast. You know, they always say um, worship the beast and the image of the beast. So that I mean, with if you had you know the Elon Musk chip or whatever in your head, and you know with VR right now you can you know put on the goggles and see everything right there. Mm-hmm. What if you're? I mean, that's the like an image. You're not actually worshiping the beast. You're watching the image because you're seeing the augmented reality mm. of the beast. Yeah. In- you know that's cool Mm -hmm. that's that's crazy yeah
2: it's Um, it's
1: happening so fast but like we'll get to a point because in the end like taking someone's free will is uh, the origins of like a cult like you know like uh it's the starting stages so like god gives us free will we have the ability to choose mm -hmm. when someone takes that ability to choose away from you that's what manipulation right that is like a form of witchcraft because you're not loving their choice. Right. But that's what the, the satanic realm wants to come and steal your choice. So like, you're going to choose to get it, but it might be your last choice you ever get to have, because then from yeah. that point on, they're going to control how you feel function. I mean, I, I think it's some of these crazy sci-fi movies where like all of a sudden, like, you know, everyone's looking at the guy. Cause he's not chipped, you know, and like everyone's staring at you and you're like, Holy crap, you're after me. You know, like, yeah. like hive mind, like everyone it's, it's scary. Like we sci-fi is sci-fi fact. I feel like in oh, yeah. <laughs> so many ways,
0: I think um, a lot of the movies and stuff, they do it purposely to prepare you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, also, man, th- another prophecy that really stands out that couldn't happen anytime except for now, um is the you know whenever jesus comes back every eye will see him i mm. mean even like a few years ago um 20 years ago i was you know when i was i was used to really study revelation a lot and i was like oh you know tv everyone can see it but now we have in our hands
2: you can mm-hmm. see it like mm-hmm. instantly.
0: everyone around the world could pick up a phone and s- see jesus you know
2: mm-hmm.
0: and yeah. you know especially with the alerts Remember they were doing those alert testing? Um, I guess it was a year ago where everyone's phone would yeah, have at the same time. I mean, boom! Like everyone alert. You know, Jesus is boom. There it is. Everyone's getting the alert, and waking up and picking up their phone and seeing what's going on. And there it is. You know,
2: every eye. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, it's true. Or that'll be the first sign of the antichrist. <laughs> <Yeah. have> That's what's so hard is it's always under deception and lies. They're never going to call it for what it is. So it's uh, we have to be vigilant, you know. And I think having the Holy Spirit in your life is key to having discernment, proper discernment, reading your Bible, um, making sure that we're going to walk through this the right way. Because I mean, the whole reason you choose to believe in Christ, a lot of it is so you can go to heaven and and be with Him in heaven. But like. Mm -hmm we have to make sure we're wise as we keep making choices, you know, because if we see the mark of the beast, it says there's no redemption, you know, like anymore. So like there's a certain, if we're in those days, we're at a certain point where even believers will have to make a choice. And then that choice will draw the line in the sand for you, you know? So,
0: and also I heard the, uh, the mark, like it's also can be interpreted as etching. And uh, mm. computer chips, how they're made, they're like etched. The um, circuitry is etched into the silicon board. So, if that's, you know, f- the etching of the beast, I mean, it makes sense. Mm. So,
1: yeah, the was it the D Wave supercomputers? I think there so. There was a guy, and he was showing like the diagram of it. And then he mm-hmm. said it's actually drawn out, like the design of the D Wave supercomputer is the temple mount. It's really? like the same designs of the temple from Exodus, oh like the God. same like parameters. So, it's like literally built as an imitation of the temple, hmm. which That's what, what I mean, it, 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 the temple is where the spirit dwells. Right. So like, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's wild stuff, man. It's really yeah. wild stuff. I mean, is all the technology that we have granted, like God can use all of it, but is it all designed for us to move towards this end days marker where like, mm-hmm. it's all, you know, I, like for us, we're kind of moving more towards like a homestead lifestyle. Cause we just understand that like the food we get is trash. The the water they give us is, could be poisoned in the future. I mean, all these things like, you know, like concerned with the makeup of our world. And it's like, it's kind of moving us away. And, uh, I don't know. I think technology, maybe the Amish had it more right than wrong (laughs) way back when.
0: (laughs) 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 Um, so there's, I'm trying to think there's another, um, I'm trying to think of all the judgments and stuff. So uh, the earth will be scorched. There'll be famine, pestilence, wars, rumors of wars. Um, what am I missing? I'm trying to think if there's anything else that happening right now that I can see
1: going on. Um, you know? Isn't there a huge like asteroid or something? Wormwood comes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wormwood. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I don't. There's been a
0: bunch of like asteroids, they, they said, that are heading this way, but. Not nothing like that, um mm-hmm. and then that that the wormwood thing may, makes me think of the whole um the zachariah stitch in his uh um Anunnaki planet X kind of thing he was talking about um, mm-hmm. yeah but-
1: yeah it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it it cycles around really strangely, doesn't it It's <laughs> like yeah. the the puzzle pieces fit too nice sometimes it gets a little weird. Yeah, yeah.
0: But dude, that's I'm here for it, you know.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Well, yeah. oh, that's another thing. That that that's I think that maybe there was um I I don't know if it's if this is in Revelation or not, but it's something to the effect of the generation that sees Israel become a nation will not pass away until the end time. Something something to that effect. Do you remember
1: that? yeah so there's a big discussion of like how long a generation is mm-hmm. um some think it's forty years, some have referenced it as eighty years. um I think it wasn't until sixty seven it was actually recognized as a nation though, even though okay. it was formed as a nation, so there's a lot of like in betweens to like figure out exactly the time frame of all that, but yeah, we're getting close, we're getting really yeah. close, yeah. you know so um yeah, if it's eighty years, even if it's sixty seven I mean like Time's ticking,
2: yeah, yeah, definitely. So, <laughs>
1: if you're watching this. Get ready, <laughs> get ready. That's right. <laughs>
0: but yeah, man. Who's your
1: sponsor? Who's your sponsor again? You got to get your gun ready, right? Oh Who's yeah, your
0: yeah. FatTac.com. Go get, go Fat get. Tech, it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, gosh, it, it's it's exciting time to live, um, and also, I mean, if. I don't think it's scary, but, you know, the people who don't know Jesus, it's it's very scary um, Mm -hmm. time. So, you know, um, just make sure um, if you if you hear my voice, I mean, this is I'm just telling you, you know, get right with God when you can, because Mm -hmm. there will be a time when it'll be too late. If you take that mark. Sorry, dude. Mm -hmm. Sorry, bro. It's it's too late, you know, so just Mm -hmm. uh, make sure. That uh, you're right, you know, right with God. It's another thing. How how are they going to force the mark? I mean, a lot of people say say the whole um, the whole jab thing was like a a dry run run for something, you know. See so how mm-hmm. you know, we can get to take that. But I mean, would they have to disclose what it actually is? Because I mean, if you take it, what if you take it unknowing what you're getting? That because that would be, I don't know how that would work.
1: Right, it have to be under some kind of pretense because, like the way yeah. the spiritual realm works, it's like it—it's it, always contractual. So, like they, yeah. you'd have to have some kind of like saying what it really was, mm-hmm. but without saying what it was. You know, like I was just looking at the Super Bowl sign, and like it was the one that was posted on the, the Death Star, the Allegiant Stadium for the Super Bowl, yeah. and Super Bowls written in like four of the letters are written in ancient Greek really oh yeah and it, yeah, no. yeah so the U was an upside down omega um the E had like a split in it so it was like a, um I think it was the X the G and the, I was just going through it. and it's really interesting because like again it's in plain sight mm-hmm. right but I look yeah. at it and I say Super Bowl
2: yeah
1: Right. But are these four characters referencing like some kind of weird end days prophecy thing or like, you know what I mean? So like, oh, I'll go in the stadium. It's the Super Bowl. But right in front of me, it's clearly marked that it's actually something else by the Mm -hmm. symbolism that it represents. Yeah. So I think there's an aspect where we have to be very vigilant. Right. to like, comprehend some of this stuff to some level, not to freak out and like go nuts. But, you know, I think if you're paying attention enough, like you and I seem to be you'll you'll be aware. Of what's coming, and you'll be like, you'll have the spirit within you to discern what to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying the Super Bowl was like that, but you know what I'm saying. What I'm saying, like, you agree to go in the stadium, and the symbols are there, even though it says something else. But the yeah. symbols are what the true meaning is. Is it? You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. I think it'll be something like that, where it's it's coded and hidden from plain sight, because that's what esoteric is. That's what hid, occult is. It's hidden, but it's in plain sight. So it'll be something obvious to people with eyes to see it, but to everyone else, they'll be like, oh, it's, I'm going to help my neighbor. I'll take it, you know?
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So one thing, you know, you've probably seen this on social media, the, what is that lady's name? Something spice. I don't know. Ice spice. Yeah. Ice spice. Yeah. She did the, she had the upside down cross on and then doing the the hand symbols, which I don't Mm want to, I don't want to do it, but you know, so you have the metal symbol, which, you know, people do this, right? Yeah. But you actually did it was i'm not going to do it more of this like a, it was the pinch more, yeah yeah so that i think this is more of the symbol than what we think you know the heavy metal like rock on dude <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and a symbol um and she did mm-hmm. it like in a certain way and then like did something to this effect and then said something i don't know i just think that it's a total like some sort of um i don't I don't know if it's necessarily a spell or something, but um, it's kind of reminds me of the uh, LeBron James. Uh, if you've seen his pregame thing, he does this like you know ritual. Oh yeah, and game. he like does his yeah. dust puff yeah. thing. And yeah, it kind of reminds me of that. Like there's some sort of ritual she's doing to maybe. Oh let- for sure. In the no, no, you know, hey, I'm, you know, you're doing this.
1: The guy next to her was making some weird hand gestures, too. I mean, like, who sits around at the Super Bowl and is, like, doing, like, hand gestures and stuff, like, the yeah, whole time, yeah, like, yeah. you know? It was just really bizarre. Really weird was, you know, Shaq is a, a Mason, right? I didn't know She's that. Oh, yeah. He's, like, he's he's showing his Masonic ring and stuff. So, he got to meet Taylor Swift. He gave Taylor Swift, like, some fancy bag, like, $5,000 bag earlier, got to meet her. Mm-hmm. And if you watch his Instagram post, it's kind of weird. Like it's kind of cryptic. Like the way he wrote it, it's because it's really simple. And he goes, "Oh, it was great to meet you." And it's a picture of Ice Spice, Taylor, and the other guy that was with him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And Shaq's there behind Ice Spice. And he goes, "Oh, Ice Spice is so beautiful. Thanks, Taylor." And I was like, "The way it's written was really weird. Like, are they mm-hmm. like? Is it like, hey, thanks? You know, like purchase for purchase kind of idea? I don't Sorry. know. I'm, Please. I might be." Con- going down the conspiracy wheel a little bit, but like, if you read his post, it's a little weird. Cause you could scroll two over. He gives Taylor a gift of like this fancy bag. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, thanks for I spice basically. And I'm like, it's really weird.
2: Yeah.
0: Gosh, That's just my,
1: how my mind works. You know, like yeah, it's just crazy. I,
0: I had never heard of ice spice at all ever until, until the Super Bowl, And now okay, like, everywhere, all over social media, she's everywhere. Hmm. Um, it's, it's it's crazy and and she's very um i don't i don't know the word to say um sexual i guess i would say
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, on interstage presence and stuff uh mm-hmm. even more than i mean i've seen you know other artists and stuff but i mean she's pretty much there was this like i was scrolling through and i was like oh my gosh you know and she's like pretty much wearing nothing on stage in front of these huge crowds, you know, and that just, I'm just like, I never heard of her, but now it's everywhere. Everyone's seeing this, you know, I don't know. It's its weird. But
1: that's kind of all part of that. Like the ritual, isn't it? Like that they yeah. would do all this so they can be noticed so they can be popular. Cause that's what it's all for. You know, it's yeah. their own will. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And I mean, there's, I don't know. There's, there's so much in, in the music industry right now with like, the um, I can't think. Is it the weekend? Had the show and had Satan projected behind him on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there, I saw this one uh, little Uzi. I don't know. I saw this on TikTok mm-hmm. when I was breaking it down. Where they they say little Uzi, but it sounds like Lucifer. Like they say it over and over again, and starts sounding instead of saying little Uzi, little Uzi, it starts sounding like Lucifer. Oh, and wow! Very bizarre. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, you look into it, like, again, you ask questions and the answers you get, you don't like, <laughs> like, <laughs> you got to kind of have to turn away from it.
0: Yeah, Even T-Swift with the rituals on her stage performance, like the witchcraft stuff, that's, that's crazy. And I even, I worked with a lady and um, she went to um, one of her concerts and I want to say, it was a big concert because they had, you had to like, pre-registering and get picked to be able to buy tickets i want to say it was like seattle or somewhere she went but she was like and a lot of there's a lot of people saying this that she would like they blanked out and they don't remember part of the concert they just mm. have no memory of it and mm. that's really weird to me too
1: well again that goes to the end days like they understand like mk ultra all that like frequencies that they can use to like manipulate our thinking manipulate our free will where we're like zoning out where we're like shutting down almost. Are they reprogramming us? Are they putting in other information at the same time? It's pretty crazy stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. like even like the reverse records, like, you know, when they say things backwards, Mm -hmm. I know that kind of got, it got blown out for sure. But like Mm -hmm. some of it's really weird and creepy and uh, there's truth to it. And where, where do you want to not believe anymore? Because it gets too weird. And I think, yeah, there's just so many signs that that's really where it's all where it all is, is in this very anti-Christ, anti-Jesus movement of globalism, you know, because they want to control everybody.
0: So. And one thing it is, you know, the music that's always been around, everyone's like, oh, that's satanic, that's satanic. I think you got to really worry about the stuff that is not blatantly satanic, the because they're that's who's going to get you. You know, the mm-hmm. stuff you're not expecting to be satanic, like the Taylor Swift's and the stuff mm-hmm. you're not expecting you to get hit from that. If you're listening to like metal music or something like that, you would, you know, like it's called black metal. It's they burn churches. I mean, it's in Sweden. It's, it's a whole big thing over there. But that, if you listen to that, you really expect it. But like you, you know, it's the stuff like Taylor Swift that you don't expect. That's where they get you, you know, like your mm-hmm. children, where they get your children and bring it in like, the kids don't you know it's just taylor swift we love taylor swift the Mm -hmm. next no they got a pentagram on their wall (laughs) i'm exaggerating but you know no
1: but it's uh like the one song uh umbrella umbrella ella like they say that that's like a mockery of god like the way that's turned as l is l is god and um Mm -hmm. i forgot it's something else but like the way it's all broken down it's like basically mocking the creator god l
2: really Oh. And so, all the
1: kids are singing it. Um, yeah. Allah, 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 and they're like basically chanting a mockery of God
2: Ooh, in I the music. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, like, again, it's, it's, they know, again, this is what the whole occult is. And this is why, you know, it's hard to forget, like, normies, as a better, mm-hmm. lack of a better term. Like, it's hard for them to comprehend it because it seems so ridiculous. But I tell people all the time, it's like, it doesn't matter what you believe, it's what they believe. It's clearly they believe it. This is mm-hmm. powerful to them. This works for them this is something that they're after and like we are right in the crosshairs of it you know so we have kids we have to diligently you know be mindful of what they listen to and how they listen to things like we talked about anime like yeah. i try to just sit down with them and explain like yo this stuff is real mm-hmm. you know <laughs> like shape-shifting happens portals are are real things like all that all this stuff is real like yeah. It's it's fantasized and it's not going to like appear this way, but these are all real things that you know. You cut your hand and you start saying a weird prayer. Guess what? Something's going to show up.
2: Yeah, you know, yeah.
1: and you might have a weird power. Like it's, but it's demonic. You know,
0: that's another thing about anime. It's it's so weird. There's a it's it's so spiritual. A lot of the mm-hmm. anime.
1: Oh, super. And um,
0: I don't, because you know, in Japan they don't. They're um, I think. Buddhist and um, what else? There's another one, Hindu. Taoism? Or no, not, mm. not not. I think Taoism is more Chinese. Okay, um, what is it um, Shindo? Shindo okay. and stuff like that. Um, but they're in their in their animes. There's a lot of Christian tones. If you notice, like there's a there's a show called Fire Force, mm-hmm. and they're basically Catholic firefighters who fight fire fire demons. Mm. And, so weird that I'm I'm wondering where where did all this you know Christianity stuff get pulled into their anime and their beliefs, you know.
1: Even recently, yeah, like uh yeah, Vinland yeah. Saga. I don't know if you watch Vinland Saga, I that no. that like it's basically like a priest joins with him and they, he like really gives like a great account of the gospels in one of the episodes and it's like mm-hmm. wow, it's <laughs> Japanese culture is giving us more truth than American art, you know, so it's just yeah. funny.
2: Yeah
0: um but yeah anime is i don't know i love it (laughs) um my son now we watch i don't know if you've got it's it's a little dark um but we watch demon slayer love demon
1: slayer uh, yeah
0: um and rory i was like you know we've taught had this this is real i mean this is that's why i like it because you know it shows you know we talked about possession but like you know people being demonized and all Mm -hmm. this real stuff that can happen you know and, you know, th- then you have these guys fighting against it. And I just, I like that a lot. So.
1: <laughs> Demon Slayer is great. And, you know, I think that's like it would, full circle. Like that's what I kind of hope we become in, in some aspect in, with our Christian walk. Is like we, it won't look like that to normal people, you know, but like going around and we're going to go slay some demons. Like that's, that's the reality, I think, of what we're going into, you know, it's it's cool. Like watch anime with my kid, share them about the gospel, teach them about revelation at the same time. You know, it's not like I I sit there and preach to them. It's just like, Oh, this is this. And this is that. And of course, at some point they're like, dad, shut up. Like, this is way too much. You know, Like, can I just enjoy the show? But, um, yeah, I think that's, it's a, again, the world we live in is, is rapidly changing. It's rapidly evolving. It's getting spiritually charged, whether people want it to be spiritually charged or not. And, Mm -hmm you have to kind of pick a side and that's, what's coming, you know, with the mark of the beast and all that is like, we are going to have to pick a side. Yeah. And I think we can't no longer be under the idea that I can't be afflicted or I can't, I'm going to share a quick story about a pastor that I knew. Um, I'm going to try to keep this as anonymous as I can, but so the guy fasted for a long time, and he felt like the Lord was to, I mean, I knew the guy, he's a total believer, loved the <laughs> Lord with all his heart. He was fasting, praying, and he went way deep into his fast and, it was, and he was really, he's like, man, I can like feel like the spiritual realm is just like, just a touch away, you know, like that's how spiritually charged he was getting from his fasting. And, um, so he has this like big, meeting and he's having all these people like praying and so like this one lady ends up praying over him and we don't know if this is the case but like she was a witch you know and Mm -hmm. she had come back and forth from the church he knew that she was a witch he thought that she was you know redeemed by the blood or whatever but she comes back hasn't seen her in a year comes back into service has this weird kind of in front of everyone communication with him i wasn't at service that day i didn't see it but i guess he ends up letting her hold they're holding hands and she's talking and praying with him and stuff. And from that moment, man, he like, he got messed up. I mean, like mm-hmm. he was full on my, my dad and I went and we prayed over him. And the, I mean, like, like it was like a movie you hear like, ah, no, like voice changing, all of that. I mean, this guy filled with the Holy spirit saved by grace mm-hmm. had something going on inside him. Yeah. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Yeah. And, and so it wasn't necessarily a possession. I, I think he was demonized. He, he, he was cursed. He was put on by a curse from her. Um, she'd actually like put a bunch of objects and like had gifted him a bunch of objects, like Bibles and things that seem innocent,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like letters and poems. And we like went out and we like threw them all out, you know, like we were just trying to cleanse him of, of any attachment that she could have made with him and cursed him. I mean, like, Oh, uh, he got better. It took a few weeks. We prayed and like slowly saw like things get better. He had to go to the hospital and get, you know, just get stuff squared off because his family life was going crazy. Cause he was really under affliction, like nonstop. You know, mm-hmm. he'd get stiff as a board and like literally like like this, like almost like a vampire, yeah. sitting oh, on yeah. his bed, wouldn't talk, you know, like really like you know, and then we we'd come and then like his wife would start praying over her, and then he'd be like <clears throat> And like, just like really crazy stuff, like not him oh, at gosh. all. And, and again, he's a believer, yeah. right? He he He's saved by grace, filled with the Holy Spirit, and he's totally manifesting demonic things. And I just say that because like, it's important to understand that I, I think it's a big reality that Christians don't want to look at that, like, we can manifest things within ourselves, not that they are possessing us by any means, but that, you know, they work to infiltrate our mind will and emotions Mm -hmm. and the more you give in and the more you allow and the more you you maybe i think he might have been a little prideful thinking he was overly spiritual in the moment he's like oh i can hold her hand i'll be fine i'm cleansed you know just like when candy kicked the uh the altar down and then she was totally spiritually oppressed we we get cocky and arrogant with it and we pay the price for it you know what i mean so we have to be very diligent but Cause the stuff is super real and I think we can be afflicted as believers and we have to be mindful of it.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's gosh, that's crazy. Cause I, you know, thinking you're safe, you know, from it, oh, you know, being a believer, yeah. like, you know, if the Holy spirit, you know, you're, you're taught the Holy spirit dwells in you. So you don't have to worry about anything, you know, cause you can't like have the Holy spirit and a demon in you or, you mm-hmm. know, or, you know, whatever. Um, mm-hmm it's crazy to I mean to think about I mean is it maybe more of a spell that he was under because um you you know like I don't know
2: I don't even know how to put that in words
1: if it if it was (laughs) if it was a spell my phone's dying um um but think about everything we've already talked about like we're under rituals from our own media, our own music, our own television watching, and we're kind of undergoing ritualistic things all the time. So like, what if all this stuff is to some extent, a level of spells that we're putting ourselves under? You know what I mean? And like, we're allowing these doorways to be opened and and allowing these demonic things because they wait for any opportunity and they sit around with like pen and paper and they're like, okay, gotcha. Sign deal. Yeah. And how are you going to break that contract?
2: Yeah, true. it's not
1: until you confess that it happened with the blood of Jesus Christ that you can start tearing those contracts up.
2: Yeah. Otherwise, you're going
1: to you be. No, like, you, you know, if oh, yeah.
0: innocent, you think is innocent. You wouldn't know to break that, you know,
1: um, affliction,
0: I guess. Or, yeah, God. I mean,
1: you made a weird blood compact with your buddy, you yeah. know, in sixth grade. And that's something that's still like spiritually afflicting you to this day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you've opened doors or whatever it is. It, it, sometimes they can seem very innocent, but like the rules of engagement, I think are very clear on the spiritual end and they wait for us with our free will to speak it, to act upon it, to allow that doorway to open. You know, yeah. it's like, well, there's a, there's rats in my basement. Well, you left the door open, you know what yeah. I mean? Or you, you didn't spray the, the bait. Like, you know, we allow these things to happen. And I think we're a part of a world that's always trying to push this stuff on us all the time, and. And being aware of it is important. You know, I think we can be afflicted. Not that we have to be concerned by it, though. You know, like we just like Revelation, the book of Revelation is a a good news story. Like everyone freaks out about it. But like, Mm -hmm. guess what? We realize Jesus wins in the end. Yeah, we realize he protects his people all the way to the end. Mm -hmm. And he's with them and he produces miracles for them. You know, like that's in the book. So you read it and you want to get scared. Well, like you should only be scared if you're on the wrong side of the story. You know, if I read it and I understand I'm on the right side of the story, it's the freaking coolest book ever because it's good news to me.
2: Yeah. It's exciting.
1: You know, and it's the same with this. Like we can be spiritually afflicted, but that's not like the good news is, is Christ came to redeem me, that the blood of Christ can cleanse me right now in this moment that I still have that choice to speak it, to allow it to cleanse me, to work through my life.
2: Yeah,
0: definitely. Definitely. Man, man, this was, this was great. I mean, this. (laughs) <laughs> thank you for coming on because i mean this, yeah, this man, I has it, it it. been a great, great show i mean gosh I, I think i think i got more out of this than hopefully hopefully everyone gets a lot out of it but personally i got a lot out of this um i want to say man i'm good coming on because it, it, I, I needed it you know i needed to hear a lot of these things so
1: god bless you man oh man yeah. like that's what's so cool when you get to walk like everything we get to do becomes encouragement for someone else and mm-hmm. like you know, you talk about, again, depression and all these things, like well, you start doing for other people, you start feeling great. You start feeling that spirit rise up in you and you start feeling that change come within you and you start like, I'm in the same boat as you. Like we talked off camera, like I've been Mm -hmm. unemployed now for a few months and, um, really dealing with it, you know, on my end as well, spiritually. And that battle of like being a provider and a dad and like feeling like I'm a value that I, I have substance to my life, like all these things, you know, but Every day there's opportunity and we just have to be able to step into that opportunity, allow God to work through us, you know, be humble enough to let God use me in any facet, you know, and just say, here I am, man, I'm here to serve and I'm here to push back the the doors of hell. You know what I mean? I'm I'm going to be Demon Slayer. I forget his name. I was going to use his reference name, but you know, in that aspect, like I'm coming and it's just like the, the anime, we'll go back to anime real quick. But he trained, right? He didn't become that's why the show's so great. It literally shows him training and training and training and training, yeah. right? Until he finally could what cut the boulder in half, right? With the yeah. sash around it. Yeah. And so he knew at that moment he was ready. Well, mm-hmm. I want to tell all all you guys watching, you guys are ready. Like the, the moment is now. Like we start training, start preparing yourself. You know what I mean? Because like we are the army that's supposed to go against Jesus himself. This is cool. I'll stop talking after this, I promise. (laughs) Jesus himself, uh, pastor was talking about like uh, precursors in the Old Testament of Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. I did this whole study. It's really fascinating and it's Lord of hosts and it means the Lord of heaven's armies, right? Mm -hmm. And we see that depiction of this commander of heaven, right? This like the boss of bosses, like we talk about freaking Bigfoot, like they're like in the bloodline of things or whatever they're like the little minuscule peons at the bottom of the list right compared Mm -hmm. to the actual fallen angels well jesus is like above the archangels above the hosts of heaven he is like at the right hand of the father like he is the boss man of the bosses right and he came humbly and died for us but he returns as the boss man yeah and that's what's the the mindset we need to change like Hippie Jesus isn't going to show up to cast demons out. It's the boss, man. It's Zavio. It's the Lord of hosts. Mm-hmm. We also see at the end of days, He, with heaven riding his white horse with eyes of fire. And you know what's so cool? It says his, his tongue is a sword, right? What is that? Mm-hmm. He speaks. All he has to do is speak. Talk about like something being OP, right? Like
2: mm-hmm.
1: overpowered. Yeah. All he does is speak and everything's vanquished. Yeah. He doesn't even have to fight. He just speaks. He speaks the word and the word happens and things are done. Yeah. So we don't need spiritual demonic crap. You just have to speak the word that he's given us just like he has. We're going to see him come. He is like the ultimate heaven general. Like he is a bad dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we love to vision him as like Jonathan Rumi from the chosen, you know, like, (laughs) like cruising around in his garments, but like, in the heavenlies, he is the baddest of bad dudes. And that's the God we serve. You know what I mean? I know you're yeah. a rock guy. Like, we, we serve a rock God. You know what I mean? Like, literally, he is, like, such a cool guy. And yeah, that is changing that perspective of, like, who he is will begin to, like, really, I think, resonate with people. Because that's how he wants us to be. We're supposed to be like him. You know? Mm-hmm. In love. In love. Loving people's free will. Loving on them. And then just, boom into action when it's time to be in action.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, definitely. hundred percent. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> cool, cool, man. Yeah. Well, dude, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, it, it was great having you on and I definitely want to get some here cause I, I'm, just, we, uh, there's so much more we could talk about, you know, it, it, Oh, for sure. Great. And also, um uh, maybe get you on here with Phil cause, um, I don't know if you've met Phil or I, Phil's an awesome guy. um, mm-hmm. He he has a lot of uh, things he is like researching right now um, that I would love to get your take on because
2: okay.
0: cool. I, you have more answers than me. I have. Uh, I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know,
2: but it's <laughs> like you're more
0: knowledgeable than I am on things. Um, but yeah, man, I, once again, I want to thank you for coming out. Guys, um, you can follow me at all the social media places, wherever you listen to podcasts, and also check out fattech.com tomorrow their site drops so check it out it's gonna be awesome um do you have anything else you want to say man before we get out here
1: i just want to pray for people real quick if that's okay yeah yeah, that's great jesus we just we just thank you for everyone watching lord we just we come against the devourer we just speak against any demonic oppression in people's life we come against anything that would just hinder them right now we speak the spirit of life through your holy spirit that come and move on people's hearts Lord, with that, we would just be prepared, Lord, for what's coming, Lord God, because you've called us to be a mighty people, Lord God. We're not supposed to be shy, bashful, unash- and, and full of shame, Lord God, but unashamed and, and powerful, Lord God. So we just thank you for all that you're going to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank
0: you, Jason. Thanks, man. Thanks for the prayer. I, I needed that too. So <laughs> <laughs> Praise
1: appreciate God, it. man. Yeah. Yeah, man.
0: All right, man. I love you. Well, um, I'll see you Sunday, man. Sounds good. All right. See you. Appreciate Thanks. it.
1: Bye. Rip,
2: yeah!